And welcome to Bible Studies for Life for adults. I'm Lynn Pryor, lead the team that puts uh, produces Bible Studies for Life for Lifeway. And I'm Chris Johnson. I work on Bible Studies for Life senior adults. And Lynn and I work together on putting together these podcasts, occasionally bring in a guest with us. And our guest today is Brian Gass. Brian, glad you're here. How's your week been, Brian? My week has been great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for the invitation. And I know that in addition to being the content editor, you also are, are a bivocational pastor. And, and Brian, I always think of you with appreciation on Thursday mornings. Now, we were recording this right now on a Wednesday, but I know tonight you're not getting home till late 30. And you get here, what, six in the morning? Uh-huh. And I, I just know Wednesdays are a long day for you. They are long. I cannot say they are not. And yet Thursday morning, you're here again at 6 a.m. So I, I value your ministry, your your passion for the church. So glad you're part, part of this. Well, well thanks. I always run into you early, too. <laughs> not me. I come in a little later and stay a little later. Uh, that's my preference. But we are in the middle of a study. In fact, we're toward the end of it on messy relationships. And as we've gone along, we've talked about the reality that relationships can get messy. That's right. Whether mm-hmm. it's family, spouse, it can happen in our groups, in our church. And I hope that these uh, sessions have been helpful to give us some tools and give us some resources to improve um, our relationships. Sure. And of course, we've been talking about things like loving, uh, serving. Uh, with this Bible study, we're going to talk about yielding, which it's not always easy thing for us to do whether the relationship's messy or not. Uh, but I think what makes them messy sometimes is our refusal to yield. Mm. Uh, so we don't use that word very often, uh, the word yield. I notice in my own life, I see it occasionally on the interstate or on a highway where it, there's a sign that says yield. And most people tend to ignore that sign. <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. It's so. a suggestion. <laughs> but they do yield if it's a stop sign. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really right. true, especially <laughs> around here. But it is hard. Let's talk about this for a minute. And this is our icebreaker question. When do you really find it hard? When, when do you really want to be first in line? Well, when I was a kid uh, growing up Catholic, I always wanted to uh, sit up at the front of the church and be first in line for communion because we could get out quicker. If you had to wait for everybody to go through that line, that could take forever. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know why for me, but it's airplanes. You know, I've, I've got a reserve seat, but I want to be one of the first ones. I want to be in that first group to get on the plane. Just so I, I guess so I can just kind of sit down and rest. But I hate, I hate waiting in the back. Okay. Well, I cannot think of an example of wanting to be first in line. I was so I was intrigued when the writer of uh, Bible Studies for Life in his in his intro said there are some things that we don't always where times when we don't want to be first. <laughs> so he gave the example of uh, two kids at the doctor's office and the first the oldest doesn't want to be the first to get a shot. <laughs> right. So there are probably times when we don't want to be first. We don't want to be the first to, to try something out or to eat something that is unusual. Let somebody else try and see if it's okay. 
So it's a good counterbalance. So what we're going to do is we look into the study. Uh, we're going to be in Philippians. We're going to have this idea that humbly place the needs of others before your own. That's what it means to yield in a biblical sense, to humbly place the needs of others before your own. Now, we're going to be in Philippians 2, just uh, we're actually starting in the first, uh, first chapter, or the first, uh, first verse of, of that. And uh, Brian, what are some uh, thoughts you have on as we talk about Philippians 2, 1 through 4? Well, there was a big emphasis there on church unity and how we need church unity. Just uh, thinking about how some don't be selfish on the negative side and on the positive side, consider other people more important than yourself, um, how that could help bring about unity in the local church. Huh? Those are important things to remember. I'm always struck by these words uh, from, from Philippians 2. In humility, consider others is more important than yourselves. Listen, if we get that right in our in our relationships, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're more concerned about our spouse and, uh, and her need and what she wants, if that's more important than what I want or what I need, it it eliminates a, a lot of issues and conflicts in our lives. When we again, according to Paul, when we are not just con- not just concern for our own interests, but also concern for the interests of others. Yeah. Now, Ben Mandrell, who wrote this study, he points out, he says, it's not, this is not an invitation to be a doormat or just to let others walk over you. That is not what it means to, you know, think of others before you think of yourself. Uh, and when we talked about this passage in our, in our previous session, uh, the, where Jesus, the great commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. So you see, we're not a doormat. We're loving them as we love ourselves. There is no call there for us not to love ourselves. Well, part of it is an alertness issue, too. We're always going to be alert to our own needs, um, but we have to really train ourselves to be alert to other people's needs. Um, they, or they don't show up on our radar sometimes. Right. So that's kind of our, what we want to pull out of this as we look at these first four verses. It's really just we need to humbly look out for the needs and the interests of other people. So I know in teaching, especially in preaching, I don't do what Paul does. Paul, when he needs to give an example, he goes right to Jesus every time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look at Jesus. So first he says um, in verse five that we are to um, somebody tell me what adopt the adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. That, that's that's what we're to be about. And then, and then he talks about Jesus going to the cross and how he went how he gave, how he sacrificed. Uh, so uh, not all of our sessions talk about those verses, but the example is very clear that Jesus sets the example for what it means to think more of others than ourselves. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. As you look at verse 5, have the same attitude as Jesus. He speaks, he's that, it's that illustration. Okay, I've, I've presented verses 1 through 4 to you. Okay, what's that look like? Well, look at Jesus. And that's the opposite of the guy who's always full of himself, which we all know that guy. (laughs) Um, You may remember a TV skit um, of the person who's always trying to outstory the other person, no matter what somebody's sharing. They're sharing a situation that's even worse or whatever. Um, I remember coaching kids uh, sports, and we would always put our hands in for that cheer, you know, at the end of it. And uh, everybody puts their hand on top of the other one. Well, the kids would just keep putting their hands on top of the other person's hand, you know, until you went up. So finally I was like, hey, 
the Bible tells us to do this a different way. Um, the one who's last will be first, you know? And so the kids started putting their hands on the bottom. <laughs> and I mean, we were on the floor. They were going to win no matter what. But we were on the floor before we let up that cheer. Right. So we're just called to be like Jesus. Now, that's, of course, throughout the Scripture. But that's a great place to think about what does it mean to yield. We look at the example. We should have that attitude, that mindset that Jesus had. And, boy, look at what he did, how he gave up so much for our benefit. Great image of thinking of others before, you know, more than you think of yourself. The last section we're going to be in is... uh, we're Philippians 2, uh, verses 13 to 15. Uh, we're skipping just a little bit there. But uh, it's the idea here where we're going to see in this passage is that we should live humbly, but we should do it without grumbling, complaining, or, or even arguing. That's, that seems so unrealistic. What? That, like no more cable TV channels anymore, I guess. I mean, we just, we just grumble and gripe and complain so naturally, and, and he says, don't do that. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I'm going to yield to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be like Jesus and yield, but we mumble and complain about it at the same time. <laughs> I'm being extra special and spiritual, but, and we whine. The writer said, make the choice to remove all whining from your world. Oh, that we could. Huh? It Starting with us. Wonderful, yes. But I, just think about what Paul says here. I'm picking up in verse 14. Do everything without grumbling and arguing. Why? So that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation. I mean, here's this picture of if you yield like this without making a big show or whining about it, what an example to the world. And now you think, let's think, bring this back to why we're talking about yielding. It's to help with a messy relationship. Instead of me insisting on my way with the, the, the person that maybe I'm at odds with or I need to repair a relationship, if I will yield and place them first, that will go miles down the road of, repa- of patching that relationship. So you mean God really doesn't like it when we grumble and, and argue? Imagine that. Yeah. Again, I think that uh, it's important for us as we, as, we, as we do this in this podcast to, to, to think about that relationship we have with our, with our, with our wife and uh, to think through what, what, would, what would things look like at home if I was always thinking about her, if I was making her her concerns first, if I was more concerned about her than myself, I don't think we can talk about this enough. I think we need these reminders just because of our nature to, to think of only of ourselves and be, be selfish. And, you know, as, as Paul talked about that, when you do that, what a witness it is to a perverse and, you know, wicked world. I mean, I put that in the home setting, uh, not, not equating kids with perverse and wicked world, but <laughs> there is yeah, a thing when, sure. when we treat our wives, when a spouse treats the other spouse like uh, this mandate here, what a witness that is to the kids of the love of their parents, the security it gives them in that, but also to know how to treat other people. I take care of a lot of business meeting in churches for those that still do that, too. Right. Good word. <laughs> sure is. All right. This, I think it's going to be a good study as, as uh, we get into this. And uh, so uh, let me just remind you, as you wrap up, as you're thinking this through, don't stop till you've read and in and, and, and your group talked about the Live It Out page, the last section in your personal study guides. Because it's important that not we just talk about these things. But look at some ways that we can apply it and live it out in our lives. Thanks for being with us today and for taking the time to, to listen to this podcast. We hope that it's beneficial to you, especially as you look at 
the scriptures and, and pre- some of you are preparing and if if you are a leader of a of a small group or a life group and we we have we want to give some time to providing some instruction and some tips for you i think lynn's going to tell you and remind you about uh, extra first, and then Brian has a teaching tip for us. Sure. Uh, one of our resources for, for leaders of Bible Studies for Life, and this is, hey, this is free. If you go online to BibleStudiesForLife.com, we offer extra teaching ideas. Now, this is not a replacement for the group plan that you use with, as you facilitate a discussion, but it's supplemental ideas. Uh, one, is, one will always be something to help introduce the study. And what makes extra unique is that it's typically tied to the news events, uh, maybe some current statistics that just came out, something that's current in the news, that you can take that and apply it, uh, make a connection between what's current and connect it to what the Bible study is about. And so Extra's there, it's free. So we publish nine months to a year out. Right. And so these things, um, we we contract with writers um, who, who develop things for us that are Pretty close to real time, right? Mm-hmm. It's essentially about two weeks old. Okay. Yes. So, but there, there's a, and and for the, those in your group, there's some other resources on there as well. Uh, many weeks, there is a magazine article that's been provided from from uh, Parent Life, Home Life, or possibly Mature Living magazine. It's just a, it's just a free article uh, that the people can read that ties to what the Bible study is about, what they discuss in the group. So some great resources for there. there. Uh, the way to find it easy says BibleStudiesForLife.com slash Adult Extra. BibleStudiesForLife.com slash Adult Extra. So go check that out. And while we're checking things out, Brian, give us a teaching tip. Yeah, one of the things that we like to do um, is to introduce a quote, uh, maybe with which your uh, group members can interact, one that's on topic. Uh, the one that we used uh, in the adult piece was from Andrew Murray. Humility is nothing but the disappearance of self mm. in the vision that God is all. And so uh, just if you've got extra time in your group to have them interact with that, uh, you could even bring in a quote from pop culture too. Maybe someone who they would all be familiar with who says something that is in conflict with the principle that we're teaching and let them kick that around and, and learn and grow through that. That's good because you're not endorsing what that person said, but it's giving you a way to think if that's what he says, what does the Bible say? Right. It's a great idea. Great idea, Brian. Thanks. And hey, thanks for being with us for this episode of Bible Studies for Life for Adults. And uh, we just, uh, Chris and I and, and Brian, we just hope you have a great study with your group and as you read this on your own. Have a great week. 